Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Talking about the Yankees. Tremendous win. Sunday night baseball. Domingo Herman was terrific. Anthony Volpe, a big two-run homer to basically put that game away. Yankees showing they can scratch across some runs even without the power. And no Aaron Judge in that lineup the day after running into that wall in right field, you know, hurting his foot uh, on the cement near the fence there at Dodger Stadium. So Aaron Judge not in there. A judgeless lineup, no power for the Yankees, still able to scratch off or scratch across a couple of runs against a very good pitcher, Miller, dude. This guy, I haven't watched him pitch before, Bobby Miller. He looked nasty uh, for the Dodgers. But anyway, the Yankees able to scratch across uh, a couple of runs, one in the seventh, one in the eighth, and it was a fun ball game. I love games like that. Good pitchers duel. You want to see some good defense, timely hitting, or just you know being able to manufacture a couple of runs. So the Yankees scored one in the seventh, and of course, Domingo Herman, who was terrific all night, gave one right back with the J.D. Martinez home run, but Herman was terrific on the night, six and two-thirds for him. Yankees able to get that run back in the eighth, and then Volpe put it away with the two-run homer and the ninth. But just looking at this Yankee team, this was a postseason type feel. This was a postseason type game. These are how those games go in the playoffs. And the Yankees showed you, even without Judge, they can win a game like that and win a series like this on the road against that team, one of, if not the best team in the National League, taking two out of three, showing some grit, showing some toughness that's to me different. From years past. I noticed it in the series at the Trop. I referenced it. I will continue to reference it all year long. That was the first time I, I thought, you know what? Maybe this team has it here. Where everything was going against them. To me, that was a season-defining series. 
and they answered the call. And since then, they've been playing some really good baseball. They get guys back healthy. Some guys go away, unfortunately. And we'll wait to see what the word is on Aaron Judge and with Nestor Cortez in his shoulder, how long the Yankees are going to be potentially without those guys, if at all. But Stanton comes back. He's had a positive impact. Josh Donaldson came back. He has hit a couple of home runs. Donaldson showing that maybe he's not finished just yet. Yankees have plenty of depth as well. So this team is they're loaded. And I I said it last week that I think they're going to win the World Series this year. I've seen nothing since to make me change my mind. Now, long season, long way to go. Yanks will return home, take it on the White Sox and the Red Sox before the Subway Series next week. But, you know, this team is just different than teams in the past where they were maybe winning games by being bullies and taking care of, you know, their offense would just bludgeon a bad bullpen or a bad starter. It's different this year. At least it feels different to me. They're playing with an edge. And they're winning games in different ways, and there's a better balance to this team. You hope that home run can get Volpe going here because he's been struggling, hitting under 200. He's starting to dip in the 180s, now back up to 193 after the homer. But you know, you hope maybe this could get Volpe going. I mention him because he's a guy that I've been talking up for weeks saying that, yeah, he's struggling now, and who knows what the Yankees are going to have to do with him here if they have to move him off a short or not depending on what happens here. But he's a guy that can make a big difference in the postseason. He just He's a winning player. He impacts the game in positive ways, even when things aren't going 100% right for him. And I think you saw that last night in that game with that big home run. Anyway, Herman, good performance. Bullpen, which has been the best in Major League Baseball. Is there anything the Yankees can't do? They hit with power. They can now manufacture some runs. They play good defense much better than in years past. They have deep starting pitching, starting with one of the best pitchers in the league in Garrett Cole. You know, like we said, we hope Cortez is fine, but getting Severino back, and I'm a little worried about him. Not sure what Sevy's going to be long term. They got to get him and the velocity back and consistent. But Herman's been good. They're hopeful Rodon could come back at some point. They've got the best bullpen. So starters are there. Bullpen is there. Defense is there. And, of course, that lineup, even when not healthy, Jake Bowers, for goodness sake, having great contributions. Even without Judge, even without Stan when he wasn't there, they still score plenty of runs. So there isn't anything the Yankees can't do, and I think they were, to me, without a question, the best team in the American League. I know they have to prove that record-wise. Right now they're in third place, and it feels a little weird. But I still believe the Yankees, when all of a sudden done, will be the last team standing in the American League. And maybe this is, in fact, their year to win it all. 877-337-6666. We also talked about the Mets and where it's been kind of the complete opposite for them. Just as you start to think they're going to turn the corner, they hit reverse. Uh, you know, They win two out of three from the Rays, looking good, sweep the Guardians, and then they hit the road against two lousy teams and lose four of six. And they come back home and sweep the Phillies and everybody's flying high. Hey, what a weekend, or what a week it was at City Field. Can't wait for the weekend. Mets Hall of Fame weekend, taking on the Blue Jays, and the Mets get swept. So, After sweeping, you get swept. That's not ideal, and it's not ideal ever, let alone heading into Atlanta where this is going to be a season-defining series for this Mets team with Scherzer and Verlander lined up You know, start the Wednesday and Thursday game, the the game two and three of that series. Um, You know, in Atlanta, that's a place where they never recovered after getting beat last year, getting swept last year with the division on the line head-to-head, They took it on the chin. They never got off the mat. Not 
again that season and not this year either. And this team just is not good enough to go out there and compete for a World Series. They're fine. I mean, they're going to be a 500 team, maybe a little bit better. They'll have some ups and downs. Uh, maybe they uh, you know, add something here at the trade deadline or – Maybe they call up Mauricio eventually, who I know you know left the, the game last night with an injury, but still maybe they call him up at some point to improve the club incrementally. These guys are not going to be impactful difference makers. Same thing when you call and scream about Vogelback, and I get nuts about Vogelback too. Different reason. I never liked him because he's not a good baseball player. Now a lot of people aren't liking him because the results aren't there, but he's an insignificant piece of this team. Without Lindor, who is a big piece of this team, getting the job done, without McNeil hitting for a high average, without Alonzo being consistent, they don't have any chance. Marte, same thing. And these guys can show signs or start to come on a little bit, but ultimately haven't been good enough. Kodai Senga, also a problem. Do you know why he's a problem? Not because of the results that were there for him yesterday. Because it was his first game pitching on normal rest. The Mets made an investment. Now, not a huge one, but they made an investment in their third starter. Kodai Senge is their third starter behind Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, or Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, whatever order you want to go in. He is their third starter, and the guy's got limitations. How could you make that type of investment? To you know, to a point where when Diaz went down on the Worthless Baseball Classic, they were considering making Kodai Senge their closer. So that shows you some concerns that they have about him making the adjustment to the big leagues. I love Sanga. I think he's fun to watch. I love the Ghost Fork stuff. I love his mentality. You know, him at his peak is way better than Chris Bassett was. Although, of course, Bassett sticks it to the Mets, you know, blanking them on Friday. And he was as consistent as can be for the Mets last year. Problem is he didn't get it done in the biggest spots. So to me, then what what's your worth then? What good are you? You couldn't get it done against Atlanta when they needed you most or in the postseason. See ya. But they do miss him and his consistency every fifth day in the, in the regular season. Senga does not give that. That's why he's a problem because of his restrictions. Now you got to worry about having him pitch on five days rest as opposed to the normal four days. That's a problem. They need to figure something out. And they tried it with the normal rest with good reason. It was the right move. I don't care that the result wasn't there. It was the right decision. And Buck had to get him out of there early. Senga couldn't cut it. He's a problem for him now moving forward. Bottom line is this team just is not good enough to go out there and achieve the ultimate goal, which was set out from the beginning of the year. When you have the highest payroll and you have the expectations that the owner, the new owner, Steve Cohen, has put on this team, got to go out there, compete to win a World Series. They're not good enough as currently constructed to do that. And this will be a season-defining series one way or another in June. Down at Atlanta starting on Tuesday night. 877-337-6666. Jason is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Jason? Yeah, Sal, my man. It's great to talk to you, bro. You too, Jason. How are you? Hey, great, man. Sal, listen, before we get to before I get to the Mets, um, I just want to say, listen, with your mulch stuff, right? You used to work at Home Depot. I'm surprised you can't get Mickey to... Come on, I, I got to let you go, Jason, because I don't think that's appropriate. Um, the way that you phrase that, I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of, and I know you're a good caller and all that, and I'm sure you didn't mean any harm, but it, it can't just let that comment go, um, where it's disrespectful. You know, you gotta be smarter with your words than that. And I cannot just let you say that without, you know, moving on and acknowledging it. So, uh, me working at Home Depot, here's the thing. 
sounding like, yeah, you work at Home Depot. Guess what I did at Home Depot? I was a cashier. You're a cashier. Yeah, I was a cashier. I can't be with someone if I don't respect what they do. You're a cashier. (laughs) I was a cashier. I didn't know what was going on. I I told this famous story plenty of times, but uh, I'll tell it again because why not? We have time to fill, especially when the uh, dump button had to get ramped back up uh, or whatever. Um, But I met Mick Foley once. You know, Mick Foley, the famous wrestler. He's walking in Home Depot. I got my apron on. I'm walking from the front end registers over to the return desk for whatever reason. I had something to take care of as I was a cashier, like I said, or front end line managers, what they called it. And here's Mick Foley. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mick Foley. Hey, how are you? I went to shake his hand. He couldn't shake my hand because he said, you know, like bones are broken in his hand or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, all good, whatever. And we're talking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so cool, Mick Foley. Yeah. And and then he goes, hey, can you tell me? And I was like, oh, oh, Mick, hold on. I have no idea about anything regarding the flooring or anything like that. What I can do is point you in the right direction. See that guy down there? See that? I'll go down there, and you'll find somebody to be able to help you. Thanks, Mick. Have a nice day. So to get back to your point about me working at Home Depot, no. And plus, we're talking about 20 years ago. I mean, I retired from Home Depot or quit Home Depot. I'd say 2003. 2004? You're doing it 20 years ago. You think anything I knew back then, I know now? And I don't. I knew enough to take the the gun and scan the bag of mulch. Not open the bag of mulch and lay it out. Although it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out how to do it. It's just that I don't want to do it. Working at Home Depot does not alleviate my laziness in that regard. I don't know if it's a laziness. It's just... I'm tired, and I was thinking about this as I'm walking around the backyard picking up dog crap. Like, I'm tired of doing things I don't want to do. I'm tired of it. Life is too short. I am sick and tired of doing things I don't want to do anymore. Now, as I was thinking this, I was thinking of how I'm going to broach this with my wife because, really, she's the one I have to have this conversation with. And it's not about the baby or taking care of the baby. I'm talking about, like, going to visit certain friends or you know taking care of certain obligations that we have like I'm done doing that why who says just because you get married and have a kid that you have to that your life has to be over as far as that goes no I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not falling in line to the same old stuff oh we got to go here we got to do I'm not doing it I'm now I was going to say I'm living for me but I'm not living for me I'll be living for my daughter of course first and foremost but I'm tired of doing stuff I don't want to do and if that means putting out the freaking mulch, so be it. Let it sit there for a week or two. I'll get around to it when I get around to it. When I want to put the mulch out because I'm tired of looking at the weeds growing and I'm tired of looking at the crap, that's when I'll do it, just like I did the other day. But then when I did it you know, last week, it took it, the, the, the half the yard that I did took a lot out of me to a point where I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sure there'll be a day where I want to do it again. When that day comes, I'll let you know. But until then, don't you think that life is too short to do things we don't want to do? And I'm not talking about work. Like, you have to work, unfortunately. You have to work and and make money so you can live life. But I'm tired of doing things like, oh, we got to go here. Oh, we got to go. Like, no. Oh, we got to go to this party or this wedding or this game. No. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Oh, we got to see these people. No, I don't want to do it anymore. 
I've made my decision, and it's final. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Oh, my God. You are pushing so many buttons right now. I, I, I can't stop shaking my head up and down. Yes. Do? The, oh, I mean... I mean, you know, I mean, look, dude, you, you and I work like ridiculous schedules, you know that. I mean, it's that, uh, you know. Yeah, by the way, why can't you call? You, why, I, I figured you're up all hours on night. You can't call during the evenings? You're only uh, an overnight exclusive? I, I well, no, I, I mean, I, I have tried to get in. The, the problem is, the like, the early part of the show is, is when I'm actually sleeping, and then when, it, when, it, when I get into work, it's just too many moving parts going on that, that mm. first of all, it'd be a lot of noise in the background, which wouldn't be fair to you or anyone else. So it just, you know, it, it, it's harder that way. So, okay. um, I just, yeah. I appreciate know. the explanation, but well, yeah, I mean, that, uh, you know, it, I mean, look, and, and you bring up the home Depot. I mean, look, you know, I'm sure, you know, whenever the trucks back in you know, they probably make a ton of noise and, and yes. all that stuff and unloading, more and, you know, all the stuff. But, uh, well, just curiosity, was this the, uh, general manager version of Mick Foley when you met him, or was it because uh, no, I think he retired was, wrestling by then? This was 2002, let's say. Yeah, because didn't he have his last match in like, just like around 2000? Truth I be believe. told, I don't, I don't know, Eric. I'm not that familiar with his run. I mean, I know enough about it now, but I wasn't yeah. watching it. Like, if it were Hulk Hogan, obviously, I'd you know, I, I would know what it was, but with with Mick Foley, he was wearing that black and uh, red plaid. You know, whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. He looked the same as he did in the ring or whatever. But I would say that was right. the year two thousand two or three. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah I've met him a, a few times. He's pretty cool. But yeah, I I, I got the. Uh, the, the the broken bone uh, stuff also yeah that was uh, boy I tell you what he went through um, oh well, he but, did that and, too. and I, you you went to shake his hand and he said I I can't do it uh, he gave me a fist bump because it was uh, yeah he uh, uh, he was doing a a, uh, hmm. a thing at the Sachem Library where we all went and so we all uh, got autographs afterwards and he couldn't shake hands his, his hand was just too you know, you know the, he couldn't close the it. Only, I'm happy to hear that because I thought maybe it was just me, and he's like, "No, I don't want to shake." No, 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 no. Yeah, no. It was everybody. The only other person, uh, yeah. the only other person I've ever had that happen to, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what happened, but it was Charles Oakley, and it was outside the garden. And I must have wanted Oakley. This is when I was younger. You going back many years? I must have wanted Oakley's autograph or something, but he wouldn't. He he didn't want to sign, and then I was like, "Oh well, how about a handshake?" And he did not shake hands. So I forget exactly what happened, but I just remember saying, "Oh, Oakley did not. He would not shake hands with anybody." I was like, "Oh, yeah." Oh, there 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 are some uh, people who just you know they they'd rather not. But yeah, no, it would make it. Yeah, I mean, I, it, if there's a part of his body that's not broken, I'd be surprised. Quite honestly, but oh yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I mean, I, I've seen your skit at most. I completely understand. Trust me. So oh, uh, God. I just don't but, want to deal with it. I look at it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trust, I just lift that. Uh, Homeownership home is the bag. biggest force, I think, in, it's, in, it's, in the world. But uh, it, you know, it's terrible um, because it's nonstop. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always yeah, something. It the cars, and I'll yeah. give you a new one. So this is what happened this week. So we had to go visit my wife's family in I don't even know where the hell it is. Somewhere out there, like near Lindenhurst. Okay, so you're talking about 40, 45, 50 minutes. And I tell my okay, wife, and I, this, this, yeah, this right. is this is a bigger problem. I don't have a filter, so like what I think in my head, <laughs> I say, 
and then I pay the price afterward because I told my wife, like, I'm moping around the house knowing that eventually we went Saturday night to go to her family. And I know we had to do it, okay? And I'm like, this is the last thing that I, I, I say this out loud to her. This is the last thing I want to do on a Saturday. Like, I really want to get in the car and drive 50, yeah. you know, 50 minutes. And how do you think she responded to that? Obviously not well. So I got right. myself in trouble because I don't have a filter. I shouldn't have said it, but I had to say it because I had to get it out of my system because yeah. it was bothering me that much. Anyway, so we're on the way there, and then the car starts with the, you know, these electronic things now where the tire oh, – it no. started to look like we had a flat. The tire starts flashing, the tire alarm. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? But it was not. So I think something's wrong with the sensor. So now uh -huh. man, it was fine to get home. Get now it happened out. again today. Yeah, now we gotta, Now I got to maintain the car. So it's not enough about maintaining us and our lives yep. and the baby and the dog and the house. Mm -hmm. It's the cars as well. It's always something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, trust me. I hear you. Uh, but let's get on to the sports. So look, you know, someone called earlier, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, j just get rid of Buck and bring in John Madden. Yeah, you know what? Let me let me tell you something. The, yes, the well, yes, John, he has not John won Madden would be a great yet. get. He he said Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't believe I did that. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, right, Joe Madden. But you know what? Look, I mean, uh, uh, Dusty Baker and I, and I almost said Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Baker didn't win anything until the last couple of years, and, and you know people would have taken him in a second if if Showalter wasn't available, for example, right? I would have taken Dusty Baker as a as a manager if he was available instead of uh, Buck. You know what? I mean, and and he was around forever, and he finally won one with Houston. You know, I mean, so just because he hasn't won the championship doesn't mean that he can't. Perfect I example. Mean, yeah, no, it's a it's a great yeah. example with Dusty. I agree with you. I look, I wanted Buck more than anybody else. I'm not getting off of that now. I don't understand how people could call and even think about the idea of uh, Yeah, and, of and look, that is not good. Now people at the time though were saying it too. Oh, what has he ever won? What has he ever won? Like that's the answer for everything. Oh, unless you won a championship, you're worthless. Well, guess what? Until these guys who won a championship won one, they didn't win one before one. Before that. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, and and as far as look, the, I, I was excited as everyone else with, with with Cohen taking on the team, and I still am. Okay, you know, it, it's still early on in in the process. Right, I I think the money kind of blinded some people to the to the fact thinking that it was going to be an an instant heal, and heal meaning you know like healing process to what things were before. But I, I think what you know we're also learning is that the money, you know, can also be a problem in the sense that if you just throw money at, you know, w where they were, it's not necessarily going to fix things right away. It might it might make it worse for a little bit until they build more of a, of a foundation, and and unfortunately some of the the uh, the things that they've taken on haven't fit properly you know they, so they might they might need to go through some growing pains before it, it smooths itself out if, if i'm saying yeah, it correct well, you, you gotta but, remember and this is kind of what we were saying before and as always eric thank you for the call good to hear from you the, the criticism of the mets or the critique of this team at this point this is not big picture oh my god the organization is doomed how are they going to fix this mess this is specific to the expectations that are now on them to be one of the best teams in baseball and go out there and win a World Series. They are not playing 
like that right now. And I don't think they have what it takes. Forget about just not playing like it. I don't believe this team has what it takes to win it all. Something or some things are missing. But saying that they're not that good this year or saying that they can't win a World Series is not saying, oh, my God, it's been a failure. Cohen needs to change everything. Buck needs to be fired. Billy Epler needs to be fired. That's not what we're saying here. You, some of you guys are saying that. I am not saying that. The expectations are sky high. They will not meet those expectations this year. But I still have full confidence that Steve Cohen will go out there and invest everything in this team in the offseason to make sure they're even better next year. A lot of this stuff is out of his control. He could go out there and spend, spend, spend. The Mets are still digging out of a hole that they've been put in from prior ownership for years past and all the mistakes that they made, whether it's farm system stuff, whether it's big league stuff, and they're still trying to dig out of Robinson Cano's contract. Now, again, Cohen could eat that money and not prevent them from going out there and getting a, a big acquisition. But obviously, it's still something you want to clean up. And even Cohen, who is, at times, it seems, an endless pit, even he's got to you know, resist a little bit from just spending. It's, you can't just keep throwing the money at the problem or throwing money at the problem. I need a break here, right, Fleegs? I didn't break uh, yet this hour. 877-337-6666, going till 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Yankee talk, Mets talk, whatever else it is that you want to get to. We mentioned Julius Randle a little bit earlier on in the show, just talking about his toughness playing through uh, you know, an ankle injury that needed surgery. So maybe we shouldn't have criticized him that much during the postseason. Although, what was, ex- what was his excuse a couple of years ago when he didn't play well against Atlanta? Huh? What, what surgery did you have then, Julius? No, but and also even looking at Miami and the way that they've played here without three superstars, you know, three wins away from winning an NBA championship, it shows you that maybe the Knicks are closer than we thought, even with Randall and R.J. Barrett, two guys who have been good at times, but also maddeningly inconsistent. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Go to five a.m. The warm up show with Al and Jerry talking big Yankees win. Fun game to watch Sunday night baseball. 
Dodger Stadium, Yanks, Dodgers. Suck that Judge wasn't there, of course. You know, he gets hurt in the second game running on the fence, but you know, the best player in baseball, both defensively, offensively, and I don't want to hear about Otani or Trout. I know what they do, but you cannot be better than Aaron Judge. Anyway, Judge and throwing the captaincy as well. Judge, you know, going out there, making the great defensive play, hurting himself. We got to find out the extent of the injury on that toe, but he wasn't in the lineup last night, even without him, though. Still a fun game to watch. Herman dealing great pitcher's duel. Uh, and then you see, you know, little Yankees able to scratch across a couple of runs and manufacture some runs. Volpe then with the big blow. Bullpen does its job. Domingo Herman did his job. A nice win for the Yankees after what was a frustrating day out at City Field watching the Mets once again get beat by the Blue Jays. Mets get swept. After sweeping the Phillies, they then in turn get swept. Gino is calling from Levittown. What's up, Gino? Sally, how are you? How are you, Gino? Good, buddy. I tell you, I told you, you're the best, and uh, you're a funny guy. I told you. You know why Foley didn't shake your hand, right? Why is that? Because he heard you were picking up door crap. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, and maybe it has uh, Another thing, Sally, let me tell you, we, you're exactly like me. Well, I'm exactly like you. I don't like doing things that I don't want to do. And uh, I'm going to tell you, you got a lot ahead of you because when that beautiful daughter of yours is uh, 10 years old, you're going to be doing a heck of a lot of things you don't feel like doing. Well, I'm hoping that whatever it is that I am going to be doing with her, that I want to be doing it as opposed to have to be doing it. There's a big difference. Yeah, there, well, there'll be a few slipped in there. Hey, I'm still doing for my daughter. She's 38, Sal. Yeah, I you know, I get it. That's a responsibility. You know, I was thinking about this over the weekend, too. I never wanted to have, or I guess I never thought of it. I shouldn't say I never wanted to have kids, but I never really thought about it. And then even when my wife was, you know, uh, was telling me she wanted to have a kid, I was like, eh, you know, I, don't, I could go either way. But now, after my daughter now is starting to finally have a little personality here, and we've definitely bonded, it is... The biggest reward in life, Sal. It's the greatest thing. It really is. And people say it's the greatest thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I don't think it is in the beginning. But once they start to develop a personality, like there's no better feeling of when she hugs me or we bond and laugh and watch a show or whatever it is. And I, I feel like it was necessary for me to have a child, to take the next step in life and just move. You know, the rest of my life now will be about her so hopefully i want yes. to do those things but you're right I, I i'll tell you this i don't i want to see her at the recital i don't want to see the 50 other people participating at the recital that's what i, <laughs> I hear you i hear you and my only hope with the match is that i hope you're right my expectations are i think they're going to sweep the braves how's that wow what makes you think that gino I, I just have a I just have a strong feeling that when the game with Scherzer and Verlander, are they pitching before the last game? Are they going the first two? They're going the second two or the last two. Oh, uh, the second two. So if if we get by the first, that's a home run. I think it's anyway, Sal. So I I, yeah. I appreciate your time and uh, I enjoy you so much. And uh, I'll let you speak well, to the rest of the guys. Well, Thank you, Gino. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words, and thank you for taking the time to call. I think it's Carrasco. Fleegs, it's Carrasco Tuesday, right? Yeah. Right. Carrasco, Scherzer, Verlander. 
for the Mets in Atlanta. So, of course, they'll get off to the right foot with Carlos Carrasco in Atlanta. Uh, but he's been pretty good. What could go wrong? And for the record, the Braves have not been that good either. You know, let's not make it like Atlanta all of a sudden cannot be beat because they have not. You know, everybody talks about, oh, Harris. Harris has struggled this year. You know, the Braves have had some issues with some of their young guys. They are not as dominant. It's unfortunate because they're there for the taking. Who who blew the save, please? What do you got? Diamondbacks? Well, yeah, who blew the save for the Diamondbacks uh, this weekend. And he's had a decent year, but seeing him close is amazing, knowing what we went through as Mets fans and Yankees fans. Miguel Castro. Oh, he's a closer for the Diamondbacks? They're kind of doing it by committee, but he has a few saves this year. He's been one of the guys they're relying on. And he's not, I mean, he's having a much better year for them than he did with either New York team. Yeah, I mean, he was okay for either New York team, but I never really loved him. Uh, but the Braves, yeah, look, they've won two straight, but they have not been as good. And obviously, the record, 35-24, and 24, you take it. But they, it's not like they – if they were as good as they were at the end of last year or, you know, since May 31st of last year on, if they were that good this year, the Mets would be buried already. And the Braves are not. So let's see. I mean, maybe the Mets – hey, look, the way the pitching lines up with Scherzer and Verlander, they, they better – there's no excuse. They better take two out of three. No excuse. Ben is calling from Princeton, New Jersey. What's up, Ben? Hey, Sal, man. Welcome back, man. How you been, Sal? Thank you, Ben. How are you? Good, good, good. Last time we spoke, Sal, I was coming, remember, I was coming back from game from game um, game two against Cleveland last time we talked that Friday night. You know, I thought you Yeah, I know that was a while ago. I know you were in the evenings, but you know, it's hard, you know, it's kinda hard, you know, my work schedule and getting through to you. This is real more convenient for me handing the work. It's time of the morning. But listen, Sal, I want to touch base with you because, you know, I, I caught you um, on one of your previous callers saying when when you had met the Oak Man. You remember when I when I spoke to you, I asked you for a favor? You remember what, what was that was? I forget. What was it? Huh? Remind remember me. Remember I asked you, I, I said, we got we to gotta, we gotta start a petition to get um get Oakley's number hung in the, oh, yeah. the Baptist. Yeah. Right? So, so since then, You've seen the situation come out with Melo and um, if Melo's jersey should be retired. And even though I love Melo and I thought he was a good Nick, I think that's not warranted that his jersey goes up. And definitely not before Oakley. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh, no, I agree. I mean, I I was talking about at the time, I thought it was insulting to even bring up. Look, it shouldn't drive me nuts, but it drives me nuts that – they are going to retire Carmelo Anthony's number. Carmelo thinks he should have his number retired. Certain Nick fans think he should have his number retired. He does not deserve to have his number retired. No way, no how, not ever. Forget about even before Oakley. He does not have his. He does not deserve to have his number retired. And I am with you. Oakley does. You can make a case for Oakley. You can make a case Absolutely. for Starks. They, they would never do it, and I understand why. You know, if they want a championship, different story. But there's no way you could justify hanging that number seven for Melo to the Raptors, and they're going to freaking do it. Uh, you know what? And 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 as a real Knicks fan, like you are, and myself, it's almost cheapening what's, what's, what's already hanging in the Raptors for the Knicks. It's like we're, we're just having a moment just to have a moment. You get what I'm trying to say? 
That's what. Oh, I know what you're saying. No, that's exactly right. It does cheapen it. No, I've said this before, Ben. It does. It does cheapen it. And I also said that the day that they hang that jersey to the rafters is the day I retire as a Knicks man. I swear to it. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, I'll look. I'll watch a team and root for them because I'm going to. You you hope to be talking New York sports, but I am not going to be a Knicks fan the way that I was loving this team in the '90s. I I just can't get behind an organization that could do something as stupid as that. No, I, I can't go that far, though. I mean, like I told you, I got 45 years invested in um, style. I, I'm not going that next. I'm not going that next, but I hear you. I'm not but doing. Listen, I, I, wanna... just, I, I can't do it. I, I can't get behind. To me, it cheapens the franchise. And by the way, look at the litany of things that they have done stupidly over the last 20 years. So I know what people are saying, like, oh, that's going to be the where you draw the line. Yeah, because I've had enough. I want out to begin with. And I love Brunson. Don't get me wrong. And I had fun with this team. But if they, I can't stand the mellow Knicks. I can't stand it. And if they put that jersey up to ne- up uh, next to number 33, I'm out. Nah, but listen, Sal. Seriously, though, man, we got to get that campaign going to get Oakley to get this nonsense stopped. I know man, it's, it's, it's not happening. It's, it's not it's, happening. Thank you for the call. Good to hear from you again. It's not happening. You you want the you want Oakley's jersey hung from the rafters? The guy's not even allowed in the building. I mean, you want to sort of petition to get him allowed back in the building? And even that's not going to work. Have any of these petitions ever worked ever? You know, it sounds like a big waste of time to me. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But from my experience, oh yeah, sign this petition for what? You're wasting your time and whatever paper we're signing this thing on. People don't listen to petitions. I mean, maybe if you're loud enough on social media and you get a wave of people you know, saying that it needs to happen, maybe. But I don't think that that's going to be the case for Charles Oakley anytime soon. So don't, or, or ever, anytime ever, period. I, I, I'd go as far as to say whoever Dolan sells the team to, if in fact he does or his family does, they would say, yeah, under one stipulation, you're not allowed to have Charles Oakley back in that building, and you certainly can't retire as number 34, ever. So that's one dream you got to give up on. That's never going to happen. All the petitions, all the signatures in the world, not going to get that done. If you are going to take the time to start a petition, let's do one to not have them retire number seven. Can we do that? That one I'll sign. I'll even promote it. Eight, seven, maybe I'll start it, but I don't know how to actually start a petition. I've heard that phrase, hey, why don't we start a petition? Like, why? Because I don't want to. And I'm done doing things I don't want to do. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. with Alan Jerry. Be back on again tonight, 7 p.m. to midnight. So we're doing, geez, eight hours of radio. Is that right? Eight hours of radio today on this Monday. It's only 24 hours in the day. Got to get some sleep in. Then we'll be back again later on tonight uh, before we resume the regular uh, overnight schedule on Wednesday morning. Anyway, uh, before we finish up with your calls here, 877-337-6666. One thing I watched this weekend and enjoyed it, at least the first part of it, looking forward to watching number two, 
the American Gladiators, 30 for 30. I know, Fleegs, you're a little bit too young for this probably, right? Did you watch American Gladiators growing up? I would think Fleegs, you there? I mean, he's probably on the phone. Oh, yeah, all right. But anyway, he's too young, I think, for American Gladiators. Oh, what a way to finish the strong show here. Uh, American Gladiators was the I've heard of it. Sorry, I was on the phone. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, okay. So you've heard of it, but never saw it. I mean, it was... It was that, and I'm pretty sure it was that and wrestling that would be on back-to-back on a Saturday morning in the late 80s, early 90s. But this look into it, you know, much like anything else, you find out these things you grew up loving as a kid. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Look at how fun this is. It's actually a horrible thing. And the guy who ran it was a horrible human being. And putting these people, you know, the gladiators, I, I know that they wanted it, but they were underpaid. They're putting their bodies on the line. Just a horrible way to, to treat people and treat the business. But anyway, it was is a fascinating watch behind the scenes of a show that, you know, a, a lot of us grew up watching as kids or just even watching when it came on. And I never forget that show. It was great. And I always wanted to participate in it. Not that I thought I could handle it, but like the fun of going through some of those things, the obstacle courses and, and all that stuff. Anyway, it was a good watch. The first part of it, I got to make a point to watch the second part. Um, the 30 for 30 on ESPN, 877-337-6666. Daniel's calling from Elmont, New York. What's up, Del- uh, Daniel? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you doing? How are you, Daniel? I'm uh, pretty good, pretty good. So uh, I want to go and touch on the uh, next, uh, what you were talking about before, how I agree 100% uh, Kamel doesn't deserve to uh, get his number retired along with Oakley. And, you know, at this point, they haven't they haven't even retired Bernard King or what are they going to do next? Retire John Starks or Alan Houston? I mean, it's getting ridiculous. No, those guys would not be ridiculous. I mean, Starks, Houston, Bernard King, Oakley, I think you can make legitimate arguments for. You cannot make an argument for Carmelo Anthony as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just, just he, he, he wasn't consistent, you know. He made the playoffs a couple times, but he didn't win nothing. He was only there seven years. I mean, I could see if he was a lifetime Nick, and yes, but otherwise, forget it. Yeah, maybe. And it's not even worth And thank you for the call, Daniel. I, I know we brought it up. You know, we, we just mentioned it before because the caller brought it up. But it's not even worth discussing again. Although, if you want to call and talk about it for the next five minutes, I'm, I'm take your call here. I'd rather do that than just fill it myself. But uh, I guess I don't have an option. Look, with Carmelo, we, we've gone over it. He was a great individual player. He was not a great Nick. And to have your number retired by an organization, you have to be a great Nick. It the, the thing that infuriates me about it, and I've said this before, I hate when people get something that they don't deserve. There's right and wrong. Carmelo Anthony does not deserve. This is not a knock on him, by the way. I like Melo. Seems like a great dude. In his mind, he believes he's a great Nick and deserves that honor. He does not. It's cut and dry. He does not. And it does take away from the others who've earned that right to have their jersey retired. Melo did not earn that right. It drives me up a wall because he didn't deserve or doesn't deserve that honor. He didn't earn it. So two parts of it. One, he didn't earn it. Two, he thinks he did. He lacks self-awareness. Like Melo believes that he belongs in the same category as his friends. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. He does not. He's not. 
Those guys were better. Are, were, always will be. Melo didn't put the work in. And the thing that drives me even more nuts, like I said, aside from that, is that I know what's going to happen. Because Dolan is foolish. And he doesn't care. They want to have a moment. They want to honor Melo. They want to make Melo happy. I really hope he doesn't. I would be pleasantly surprised if they don't. But I doubt it. And we go to our closer, Hector's in Washington Heights. Hector. What's up, Sal? Yeah, I didn't really want to close too much today, but this is the chance that I get. So here we are. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Uh, horrible. Miserable. Yeah, well, I mean, the TV, how, good, how many games How many games you go out there and watch this weekend? Um, I was at all three Philly games. And I was at Friday night games. I mean, okay, so... Okay. Well, at least you, yeah, at least you avoided the two, the extra two losses Saturday and Sunday. Anyway, yes. what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on your struggling team? My thoughts are that we need uh, the big guys to be better, man. I was listen. We can complain about Buck. I don't complain about Buck and his handling of the bullpen and this and that. Uh, we can complain. Oh, last year, you know, we heard and Felix put his up. You know, the, the, the production or lack of production at catcher. Well, we got Alvarez not producing that catcher. And it's still the same team, the same thing. Um, this offense is not consistent enough. Uh, maybe they all hit or nobody hits. Um, and it's mainly the, main, the big guys, man. We can come talk about the rookies, bring the rookies up, bring the kids up. The kids are here. It's it's nothing. You know, unfortunately, last, last year, fortunately, but this year, unfortunately, it seemed like every little move that Buck made, was paid off, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. Guys were stepping in and, and, and getting the job done. He would pinch it here, boom, hey. He would bring somebody from the bullpen, the guy gets the job done. This year, everything he tries, guys fail. But the main thing is Lindor, Pete, McNeil, who I love. All these guys got to be better, Sal. Right, they need right. To that's be the better. point. The stars, McNeil can't hit 280. Alonzo can't hit 230 or whatever the season. He's got to be more consistent. I love McNeil. I'm tired of watching McNeil take a two-strike approach on every swing, man. Well, what does it's, McNeil it's, do? It's like if, he's just trying to Mc... survive. Like, why? I don't get it. What happened? If he's not hitting, if he's not hitting 300 what, or over 300, what is he providing exactly? A 280 singles hitter for the most part, not getting the job done. Now, I like McNeil a lot, and defensively, you like him, all that stuff. He's a game. He's got to be hitting 300. No, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, and listen, you know, people want to talk to me about Lindor's power numbers or whatever, the, the RBIs and the homers. Mm-hmm. He cannot be what he is right now. If this team is going to be any good, Francisco Lindor, and I'm not talking about the money. I don't care about what he gets paid. But if you're supposed to, you're getting paid because of what you've already done and the type of player that people expect you to be. So if you're going to bat third in my lineup and you're going to play shortstop every day, I need you to give me that kind of production. No, he's. It, it is not about the money, Hector, and thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. We appreciate checking in. It's not about the money. But he's supposed to be a star on this team. I don't care what he's making. I care how he's producing. He's not producing. Forget about even in comparison to his contract. He is supposed to be one of their guys. He's not getting the job done. That's what I mean. You guys focus on Vogelback. You focus on Canna. You focus on Fam. You're looking at the wrong things. It's the stars that aren't getting the job done. Mitchell's in Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell? 
Hey, Sal, two things really fast. I agree with you 100%. I understand Carmelo Anthony was a nice player when he came to the Knicks, but he does not deserve to be up in the Raptors with Ewing and Frazier and Monroe and Bradley and Jackson. It's just, just wrong. It's just, I, I would have a really big... They retired Jackson's Marcus. number? No way. I think so. I think it's Jack, Phil Jackson's number. Which retired. I could be no, I might be wrong, but the other no, guy, they retired. So. Okay. But uh, what I'm saying is, it, I agree with you. Why would Dolan do that? Why would he do that? It was just fake. It, it, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't there long enough, and he didn't do enough. He didn't do anything to get his number retired to be on the Raptors. It's, it's just, it's just I would, every time I go to the garden, I'd be sick over the stadium. I really would. Agreed. Agreed, and thank you for the call, Mitchell. I, I didn't you know, look. I don't want to have to explain to my daughter, hey, or or point up to the Raptors and say, look, that's Patrick Ewing. That's why I got you his jersey when you were younger, thirty-three, one of the greats, the greatest that I've ever seen. And she can say, who's that, Daddy? What's the number seven? Mello? Like, oh no, let's not talk about him. He doesn't deserve to have his number up there. And look, it's really insignificant. It doesn't matter, but it, for some reason, I told you, it just drives me up a freaking wall. Hey, good to be back with you guys. I'll be back tonight, 7 p.m. to midnight. And then after that, Wednesday, we start the normal overnight schedule once again. Thanks to Fleegs for all his help, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll see you tonight. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.